Disclaimer, all opinions expressed by Logan and Cody and all the guests on The Logan and Cody Show are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of any affiliates. Logan and Cody and the guests of The Logan and Cody Show's opinions are based upon information they consider reliable, but not its affiliates. The opinions expressed by Logan and Cody and or guests on The Logan and Cody Show should not be taken seriously and all statements are meant to be humorous in nature. Logan and Cody, The Logan and Cody Show guests stand by all comments said on the show and all said does in fact reflect our personal views no matter how offensive. Logan and Cody and or Logan and Cody Show guest statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. <clears throat> Logan? Is that you? Cody, is that you? Yeah, man. How's it been going? Where have you been? Is Matt with you? Wait, is this you guys? Hey, Logan, Cody. Well, since we're all here, we might as well do the show. Has anybody seen Stu? Stu never comes on the air. Nobody cares. He's just an intern. All right, let's start the show. Here we go. These drivers are as crazy as I am. So here we go. Drivers, start your engine. And we're back with another episode of the Logan and Cody show. After a long hiatus, I'm your host, Cody, with my buddy, Logan. Logan, how have you been? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I can't believe the show's back. Matt, the producer's back. Stu's back. Uh, we picked him up. He accepted another unpaid internship position. So it's, you know, I'm pretty happy. We're, we'll see where this goes. What have you been doing for the last three months? Well, as you know, I was homeless. So, uh, my buddy Greg Fronick was nice enough to take me in. So I moved in with him and on Tuesday he kicked me out. So I had to come back and do the show. What have you been up to? Well, first off, why did he kick you out? Were you stealing his stuff? It just, it wasn't working out. We just, we, we have a difference of opinion on certain things. We were best friends on 99% of it, but that 1% we just couldn't get past. Okay. I just want to make sure you weren't sniffing his underwear or anything like that. No, no, no. He's an attractive guy, but, but no, not, not, not yet at least. I took some horrible advice from Stu uh, about two weeks after the show went on hiatus. He calls me up one night. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, yes, what do you want, Stu? And he's telling me about this awesome new coin called the Cody coin, Cody with the K. And he's, <sighs> and he's telling me that if you invest your money in this Logan, you're going to make millions. You won't need the show anymore. It's the next best thing. And I was like, okay, Stu, whatever. And I kind of blew him off. And then every day he kept calling me and he's sending me articles. And then after a while, I started to believe him. So you know what I did? I sold all my Tesla shares, which was about $21,000. And I put it all in the Cody coin, Cody coin with a K. And about after a week, I looked, it was up to like 30 grand. I'm like, oh yeah, Stu's the man. Well, I forgot all about it. I looked at it two weeks ago. You know how much money I have in my account? How much? $48. Yeah, it was the old pump and dump. Uh, Stu was supposed to tell us when he was getting out of that, and I didn't have any money to, to buy in, but he was supposed to tell you and Matt, the producer, when he was going to sell and and dump the coin, and apparently he forgot, and now you both have 
been ruined financially. Is that correct? I got nothing, man. I'm going to be homeless. I can't believe it. And I come rolling into work today and he has a Mercedes Benz. This guy used to come to work on a bicycle. And I'm not talking a motorcycle. I'm talking a bike with pedals. And now he has a Mercedes Benz. Dude, Stu's rolling in it now. He's doing quite well for himself. And Matt and I have nothing because I heard Matt got suckered into this too, but he won't talk about it. He's depressed. Yeah, Matt, what's what's been going on with your life since uh, the show went on hiatus? Oh, yeah, me? Well, yeah, nothing. And that's Matt, Matt the producer for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so Logan, what do we got on tap for the show? It's coming back. We, we want to go with, with sort of the same vibe, but we, we don't want to go with the same vibe. I don't know. What, what are we doing here? This year, instead of doing interviews, we're going to do a, uh, coffee time. We're going to get together with the uh, different people within the iRacing community. And we're just going to, we're just going to have some coffee, you know, have some good talks. And then, uh, we, we have the Logan and Cody show masterpiece theater. Uh, where we pick an interaction between two people and we have two random people read it. Uh, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, I think we have Brian Nudie on the show, don't we? Yeah, so Brian Nudie is actually going to have his own show with the Logan and Cody show network. So every other week, he's going to have his own show called Sloppy Seconds. With with Brian Nudie, though. And the, the theme song goes a little... It hasn't been quite finalized yet, but I got a, a sneak peek in the recording room today. And it, it's kind of like sloppy seconds with Brian Nudie. Yeah, it's going to be a killer show. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. So th- that's the other thing we should mention too, is that we're going on to an, an every other week schedule and Brian will be in between when we are not aired on that week. Correct. That is correct. That is what the head office told me we're doing. Nice. And they actually paid Brian to do a show. Yes. They are paying him an undisclosed amount of money. What did you say when head office called you and said they wanted to do a season two of the Logan and Cody show? I quite frankly was shocked. I, I didn't, I didn't believe it. I, uh, the payphone they called me on, I, I was lucky enough to answer when they were calling. It was a weird coincidence. Um, but I, I hung up. I kind of laughed it off. Um, but yeah, they, they came and saw me and said, said we're doing the show again. So yeah, I figured, you know, I'm, I'm literally doing nothing else and, uh, we'll do the show. Let's just get right into it here. Um, this week has been a weird week. I think we can all address the elephant in the room, and that is the Serral Super Speedway Series. Logan, you want to give the overview of this one? A couple of weeks ago, you were removed from the SERL Super Speedway Series League. And what was the reason they gave you for your removal? I was I was not given a specific reason, but I think it was for arguing with Dakota my impression was that we had reached an amicable conclusion last Thursday. Um, and on Sunday, I received a refund in my PayPal account, and I was removed from the league. So basically, after Cody, you got removed. There was a bunch of members that were were not happy with the explanation of what happened during one of the races, where a car coming out of pit road, I think there was actually two cars coming out of pit road, came onto the racetrack. They weren't up to full speed. They were side by side. It caused a big wreck. And because of that wreck and the explanation that the admins gave kind of divided the group. And then people started trolling from there and basically pissed off the SERL admin team. Yeah. And and to be fair to the, the admin team over there, we are a, a lot to handle. They, full disclosure, um, they inherited the league from Dylan Redding, who we're actually going to have on the show uh, a little bit to talk about this. but. 
Um, they inherited the league from Dylan and it was a group of people that didn't take the league that seriously. We just kind of went on, had a good time. Um, if we all wrecked at the end, you know, it's super speedway racing. That's what happens. I mean, we, we had good finishes, but if we didn't, it wasn't the end of the world. And I think it was just a, a sort of a differing of worlds in the sense that I think they wanted to take the league in a much more serious business-like direction where we were still in the league that Dylan created for a lot of us just to hang out and have fun. Yeah. And when you say that they didn't take it serious, it wasn't like they were out there wrecking people and stuff like that. It was just more, they were laid back. If something happens, it's like, oh, well, you wreck, it happens at super speedways where there's other people from the SDRL core group of guys who like Larry, like Larry, who would freak out over everything. Like you wreck on the last lap, it's the end of the world where the rest of us are just like, oh, whatever happens and we move on with our life. Right. Yeah. We, we might be mad for, for two and a half minutes, but then we're all hanging out in the discord, just having fun. And if somebody gets bent out of shape, we, we let them have it as one naturally does. Right. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is that the two sides never really got together. Like you never had the two of them in the same discord. Did you notice that it was always separate? You mean like the, the, the Serral people stayed in the Serral discord and we stayed in the S S S S C S R A discord. Yeah, like they were never in the same chat room. It was like the two, it's like two different communities and they just kind of never united. They just kind of, they were two separate communities racing on the track at the same time. And it just, I think it caused a lot of tension, really. Yeah. And there was, there was probably maybe even subconsciously sort of the, you know, who are these people coming in and, you know, changing everything and, and making the league different. And, you know, this league was fine before all these new rules, which I mean, it, it wasn't our league. So it's not really fair of us to feel that way, but I, I think that some of that might have factored into it. For sure. And then, so basically at the end of the race yesterday, I think what, 10 people were probably removed, maybe even more. Yeah, it was, it was pretty extreme. It was a, it was a rapid response and it, it reached all corners of the, of the SCSRA universe. The sad part of the league is that those people that you removed were your threat running people. I was the points leader and I got canned. Um, Colin Willems, you, like all these guys were top running people who got removed. Yeah, we should, we should go over, uh, real quick. I, I think it's you, me, Colin Willems, James Kunkel, uh, David Shapur, good friend. <laughs> Michael Provolt, oddly enough, was not removed. Uh, Will Witt was removed. Was Mark Shavers removed? I don't think he was, but Josh Hall was. Josh Hall was, was very surprised that he was removed. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a few other people there, but, uh, yeah, it was, it has to be a, a big, a big part of that league. Um, that got removed, but, uh, yeah, and I, I think it was sort of a, a severing of ties in a sense that the admin that runs Serral, uh, left the SCSRA discord and he left, uh, unfortunately he left the Logan and Cody show discord, which we have reached, we've had, we have reached out to Dakota, um, to give him a chance to come on. Uh, we'd love for him to come on and, and tell his side of it. Uh, but he has declined. Um, so unfortunately we are going to have Dylan Redding on. Well, not unfortunately. We love Dylan Redding, but we are going to have the next best thing, Dylan Redding, who is on the admin team during coffee talk. Um, and we actually get into it a little bit during that. And on top of all this going on with the super speedway series, the broadcast was actually ended during the third place participants post-race interview, which oddly enough was you, Logan, and we've actually recovered the lost audio of the end of that race, and we're going to play it for you right now. 
Colin Williams, great job out there tonight. Tell us a little bit about your race. Uh, it was a pretty good race overall. Um, felt good to put it up on the pole there. Uh, just wanted to have a good, uh, good pace, uh, for my qualifying lap, just so everyone, you know, during the race would know, uh, how fast I was. But, but yeah, no, sorry, go ahead, Dakota. I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, uh, what's up with those paint schemes tonight? Well, like we said, we, we all wanted to make sure that everybody knew that we were on the same team. Um, and we, we, you know, we just wanted to be pace setters. So, um, we thought what better way to do that than to, to be pace cars. Is there anyone you want to thank? Uh, yeah, I want to thank, uh, Cody Moore, um, for everything he's done developing my career and getting me to this level. Uh, the 52 car, uh, for everything that he's done for me as well. Um, I want to thank Kunkel, uh, for, you know, setting a good pace for the field tonight. Um, you know, there's the green flag pit stop. Um, you know, he held a really good pace down, uh, pit road, obviously, uh, and, uh, beat me out of the pits and, and paced the field to a win. So shout out to him for that. Um, Shapu as well, Logan, um, and everybody else, Mick for the cool paint jobs, uh, and you for, I mean, your overwhelming consistency. And that was the second place interview. And now we're going to go to the winner's interview. Let's take a listen. Hi, James Kunkel. Way to run to that. Great win. How'd it go for you? Oh, hey, Dakota. Thanks. Oh, it went, went awesome tonight. Awesome race. Had a lot of fun. Really happy to, to get the win. Love everybody in this league and can't wait to race every race for the rest of the season. Now, James, tell me a little bit about your strategy tonight and how that went. Well, we got a four or five car breakaway with a bunch of teammates there. You know, we had a much faster pace than the rest of the field. So, you know, we kind of just pit it together. Same strategy. And, uh, help to stay up front and get the win. James, is there, is there anyone you'd like to thank? Any of your teammates or anything? Yeah, I'll thank, thank all, everybody in race chat room one. Uh, couldn't ask for a better team there. You know, I, I just, I love this league so much. And, uh, you know, like I said, e- every single race on the schedule from here on out, I, I just can't wait to run. I'm really excited to complete this season, um, in its entirety. So, you know, I just got to thank you for, for allowing me to, to race every week. Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't have done it without Colin. Um, I mean, he pushed me, you know, from when I took the lead from him, um, all the way to the win. So, you know, can't thank that guy enough. He's, you know, obviously a very, very talented driver. Um, very handsome. Um, you know, did a fantastic job helping me get to the win. Thank you, James. We appreciate it. Get ready for this new book, Get Rich Quick with Ian Martin, a how-to guide on making as much money as possible on iRacing using a pyramid schemes, grip hacks, and fake charities. In the studio with us, we have Brian Nudie, living legend. Brian, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. Nudie, what are your thoughts on the Devin Butchino and Isaiah Gill rivalry? Oh, man. Well, as as you know... uh uh, Isaiah is a good friend of mine. Uh, he co-owns a business with me and, uh, he also is my teammate. Uh, and then also we have Devin Bacino, who is a big time sponsor of the series. Both of them are great racers. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely a feuds kind of sparked up with them. It, it started back at, uh, a mile and a half. Nashville? Uh, Nashville? Nashville. Yeah. It happened at Nashville where, uh, looked like, you know, it was hard racing. They were racing for, I believe, fourth position. Uh, and, uh, looked like Devin kind of pinched down Isaiah a little bit. Isaiah came up a little bit, kind of just a racing deal, but, uh, Pacino didn't really like it and, uh, kind of carried over to the next week. Are you biased when it comes to these two? 
slightly, just because, <laughs> just because, uh, Isaiah, uh, you know, he's my teammate and, uh, he's also a longtime friend. When Butchino, he wants us to say it correctly, it's Butchino. Uh, when Butchino says that you're gonna make a new rule every week, how does that make you feel? Uh, I, I mean, I know he's just joking, but at the same time too, right now, we are still kind of a newer league, so I am still kind of, uh, you know, we're the three of us, uh, me, Sylvan, and Black, we're, Still kind of making up the rule, but as we go, you know, as we, like, we see something that's like, hey, that should be a rule, and, you know, then we'll make it a rule, and, uh, you know, we're, we're fluid when it comes to the rules. So who you got for the winner this week? Definitely gotta say a track like this. Uh, sounds like we have a caller on the line, uh, Logan and Cody show. Hey, Bustin' Bean here! Oh, Bustin' Bean, good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I've been on, you know, the highest thing, you know, just... <coughs> Uh, you know, just, uh, on the hiatus, uh, stopped eye racing for a bit, but, uh, you know, I got my rig back up and going and uh, Sharon, shut the hell up. I'm serious, Sharon. Knock it off. Uh, for our listeners yeah. that don't know, Sharon is, is Bustin's yeah, beloved Sharon, cat. Sharon, she just, she's eating poop again. Sharon, get out of there. Serious. Knock it off. Anyway. So, you know, I got the rig. We're gonna set it back up. We're gonna get going. Uh, gonna get out there and, uh, Looking at joining, uh, this new league. It's called, uh, they race on Mondays and Tuesday nights, I believe. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of wheel do you have for your rig? Uh, oh, man. I got this wicked, wicked, uh, Logitech. Yeah. Is it customized? Oh, yeah. Of course it's customized. You see the wheel on this bad boy. I actually took it off of, uh, my, uh, Geo Metro. I took the wheel off of that and I bolted it to it. All right, well, Bustin, we, uh, well, sure, sure we'll Sharon, hear from knock you more, it off. more this season. Um, but it's great for you to call in and, uh, call back anytime, buddy. Ah, yeah, sounds good. Uh, Bustin Bean, always a treat. Grab a drink and enjoy the show. It's coffee time. Welcome to Coffee Time on the Logan and Cody Show. I'm your host, Codificus Myers Makers More, with my co-host, Logan. Today's show is brought to you by Stephen Black's coffee company, The Morning Positivity Blend. On today's show, we have Dylan Redding and Isaiah Gill. Gentlemen, Nice to have you. How have you guys been? Uh, just living the life of an iRacer, I guess. You know, I have some questions, Cody, and I'm hoping you can help me out with this. Of course. What is it fundamentally about iRacing that creates so much drama? You know, it's a video game, and I have fun playing it, but if I don't play it on a specific night or miss a race, uh, I don't lose any sleep. And if somebody wrecks me or does something boneheaded, I don't get that upset. But it seems like I'm in a bit of a minority in that regard. Just curious what you all, if you all have any thoughts about this. Something about iRacing seems to really bring out the worst in people sometimes. And I, I wonder sometimes if there's, if there's a problem with the content the the game, so to speak, but that seems to rub people the wrong way. I don't know. Maybe it's just people being competitive, but I was just thinking about that today. 
I think it's the competitiveness. Some people are just extremely competitive, and when they lose, they get upset about it. Like, for instance, if I go hardcore crazy on Monopoly. It's a mm-hmm. freaking board game, but, like, if I lose, I lose my shit. That's how some people are. Some people are more laid back. I picture you, Dylan, as a more laid back type of guy. Somebody wrecks you, you just kind of forget about it, move on. But there's other people like Brian Mural Jr. You wreck that guy, and we all hear about it for a week over our radio. And, uh, yeah. Or he wrecks you, and we all hear about it over the radio for a week. What do you think, Gil? I would have to say, I also think it's just based on what he said is who you are, because when I feel about it sometimes, if I'm going to put time on the game and my money on the game, it's not fun to get wrecked on lap one or ten by the, say, quote, wannabe race car drivers out there for the people who, you know, aren't top ten cars and want to be top ten cars and drive like their first place cars. It's just I just think it depends on how you take it and who you are. I think it might be a, a passion thing, too. You know, it, if you're playing, I don't know, Call of Duty or something, like, it really is just a video game, and nobody has a particular interest in doing, you know, warfare, so to speak. But people that play iRacing like racing, and they like race cars, and they have a particular passion about it that the average sort of casual race fan or non-race fan wouldn't, they wouldn't play iRacing, you know. So maybe that's what it is, is that people are particularly passionate about racing if they find themselves in a situation where they're racing in an iRacing league race. You know, it's like a small subset of people. So maybe that's what it is. I think a a big part of it is to like, for example, our our Wednesday night league we do, it only comes around once a week and you only get one shot at it. And we've gotten to know each other pretty good over the last year or whatever. And, you know, you you naturally want to do well um, in front of your friends and you want to beat them naturally. But I think a lot of the iRacing is, and officials too, right? It's I've got a lot riding on this. I've got one shot. And if I'm wrecked out in the first two laps, like I've been looking forward to this all week. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think another person, things that get to people's head is also the broadcast. It's just wanting to get their name out there. So if they're up in the top 10, getting their name out there. Yeah, I think broadcasting does crazy things to, to people. Speaking of, Isaiah, have you have you ever raced any of the uh, Southern Excitement Racing League series? I don't think so. If it ain't a short track league, I'm not in. Oh, interesting. I used to be in the Cup and the Truck series of SERL, and I actually had to stop racing with those guys because, I'm not exaggerating, I was I was finishing last every week it it was way too advanced for me like i think cody i think you'd be right in the middle of the pack i mean there's a lot of talent in that league and they take it really seriously and i just it wasn't the right right fit for me because i I couldn't compete at all i was laps down every race so i was like wow these guys these guys are crazy they have some aliens in that league i uh i ran a truck race with them one time and and i i could run like top five but but the leader had just checked all the way out. What I want to know with with Gil is what's going on with you and Devin. Oh, there's a there's a lot going on with that. Um, I think it carried over from the other league that we have. For some reason, he just you know wants to you know bang my doors. So I mean, I mean we got a few things coming in the works of that, and uh, I guess we'll just figure out how this goes on the rest of the season. Wait, what other league is that? It was the league we all ran before this. I don't know if we say the names around here, but, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the league that's not... Well, now we have two of those. But, yeah, the league that yeah. should not be mentioned. Yes. Yeah, Devin, Devin seems to think that you're just completely reckless and you have no regard for anyone else. Which is crazy because every race I've raced, I've had a 0x, including Martinsville. I'll say this is that the race on Wednesday was 130 laps at Kentucky, caution-free, but yet yeah. Devin still had 16 incident points. <laughs> But I'm the problem. But, you know, it's just non-race car drivers wanting to be race car drivers. Have you ever raced in a caution-free race 
that was a worse race than that Kentucky race? Like in general? Yeah, like people usually, you know, the goal is let's avoid cautions. I have. There's a league that I run in. It's the Northwest Tour uh, by LSR TV, Super Lates. We did the Snowball Derby 300 lap green flag all the way through, except for the competition yellow for tires. But were you satisfied with that, or did you feel like it wasn't? Because I felt like that Kentucky race was not a good product, and it wasn't fun, Um, and we were all just crawling around the track trying to save tires. I enjoyed the race. You won the race. I also enjoyed it. I'm glad that I'm, you know, in the minority because that, that, that's better. But I just felt like it was not a fun experience. It's like that it was different. If every race was caution-free, then yeah, I'd probably get bored with it. But the fact that, like, some races have lots of cautions, some don't have very many, some races you have more sets of tires, some you have less, it just kind of changes the dynamic. It just gives you a different experience every time. So I enjoy that. Yeah. I, I guess I'm either way about it because I kind of like that close combat door-to-door racing. And when you go 130 lap screen and the, the field gets stretched out, I'm more of a restart guy. So when Cody's out front minding his business, you're not catching that guy on tracks like these. It's just, you're not getting that much time. Well, kind of like Logan said, I don't want every race to go caution free, but I, I did enjoy that race because it was, it was one of the few races where you kind of started to see, um, guys that went really hard started dropping back. They would pass you like, I remember Blink passed me at one point, and then within about five laps, I passed him back and started gapping him, um, and I didn't really change my pace. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the race because it just felt like there was a lot of strategy at play. You could short pit, you could do a lot of different things, and and I like the way it turned out, but I don't think that'll that'll be the, the way we go from here. Next thing I want to do is I want to ask Dylan. A lot of stuff went down yesterday, and I just kind of want to know your opinion of what went on in the Super Speedway SERL series race last night. You know, it, it's really hard to admin a league. I know that Logan and Cody know that with their experience in a league where you're trying to do the best you can and there's a lot of frustration. People don't like what you're doing. And, you know, at least for me personally, there's, there's a couple competing instincts that you have as a, as an admin, as, as a leader in that situation. You want to either quit. You want to either tell them best of luck, have a nice day. Like you want to ignore what they're saying or you want to try to do your best to, you know, be flexible and make changes to accommodate what they're saying. You really can only do one of those three things. Most people try to do kind of a combination of, of two, two of those. But given the competitive nature of iRacing, um, especially in a situation where you have a lot of people coming into something with a preconceived notion of what it should be, which is what we had here because we started with the league that I ran over the summer, which was handled a certain way by me. And it was, it was taken in another direction that I think a lot of people weren't satisfied with. And there was a lack of communication and it wasn't handled well on either side, in my opinion. And as a result, we, we had something occur last night that I think was problematic for both sides for multiple reasons. And now we're in a situation where people are going their separate ways and not racing with each other anymore. And it's a shame. And quickly, we should, we should just give the listeners uh, a little context here. Um, you ran a super speedway series over the summer. Dakota Camper took it over for season two because you weren't interested in running it. Since that season has started, there has been 10 or 11 people removed from that series. And last night was the majority of them. Um, at the end of the race. Yeah, I think, I think that's a fair summary, unless there's something I'm forgetting. You know, my perspective as the person who started the league and then decided I'm not doing it anymore, I was thankful 
that Dakota said, I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to keep it going. I want you to be involved and I want all your friends to keep racing in it. I'm still appreciative of that. And I know that he put a lot of work into, you know, rebranding it, kind of bringing in all of his, all of the structure that he has inside of his SERL thing. And I was troubled by how it all fell apart. And, um, you know, I wish that he could have gotten out in front of what really got ended up kind of taken, taken too far yesterday to the point where he felt like he had no other choice but to kind of break away from, from a large group of, group of people in the league. Hindsight's 2020 and we can't go back and it's just one of those things, but it's making, it's causing me to kind of take stock in the importance of communication and also how different leagues are like league one versus league two can be completely different and people might not fit in one place as well as they do somewhere else. It's not really all just the basic driving the race cars. Like there's a lot more that goes into being in a league and making it work and being friends with people. And, you know, I think we were in a situation with the SERL Super Speedway yesterday where it wasn't working and people weren't fitting together. And I, maybe it's for the best that what happened did happen, but I still think it was a shame. For sure. And and we really do appreciate you sharing your, your perspective on that. Um, we wanted to get somebody that was, that was close to the situation that was, wasn't just going to uh, bash on the situation or be unfair. Um, I think that's probably all the time we have for coffee time, but you know, maybe if this story keeps going, we'll, we'll have you on again, Dylan, to explain yourself and Gil, you, you did great. I thought this was a two hour segment. Was it, did I get the incorrect memo? Yeah, that's Matt, the producer's fault and Stu's. We'll, we'll blame them both. Well, thanks for having me guys. I always enjoy it. We appreciate you guys being on Gil. Take care, buddy. You too. Larry! Hey guys, my name's Larry! Sam will show you around my Ford folks. Larry! He has a NASCAR license. I was calling you, Larry! 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 Well, I think it's time for the Larry report. Last week, Larry rolled off the grid from the 8th position in the Serral Super Speedway Series race at Michigan. Larry led one lap out of the 75-lap event with an average lap time of 56.786 seconds, blazing fast lap time of 39.319 seconds, and had 12 incident points before crossing the finish line in 10th place. Larry gained three positions and now sits in the 16th position in the point standings. On November the 11th, Larry started the race from the 13th position at iRacing Super Speedway. Larry led zero laps out of the 50-lap race with an average lap time of 59.725 seconds. Larry's fastest lap came on lap 39 with a blistering lap time of 45.774 seconds. When it was all said and done, Larry crossed the finish line in the 22nd position four laps down with six incident points. Even though Larry finished deep in the field, he still managed to gain 10 positions in the points and now sits sixth in the Serral Super Speedway Series point standings. Logan and Cody's Masterpiece Theater. Welcome to the Logan and Cody Show Masterpiece Theater where we reenact real-life events with people that had nothing to do with the situation. We'll start off 
with a conversation between Devin Butchino and Kyle Mays. At Kyle Mays, none of these were your fault, right? Brian Nudie then interjected, you should show all of them. Devin Pacino continued. What else is there to show? Me racing him hard, but not making any contact? Actually, the last two were simply because you were driving me like a dick because you were so pissed over the first one. Yeah, but I can race you hard and race on your door and not make eye contact with you. That's the difference. But, I mean, I guess, did I race at Josh Hall harder than I should have? Yes. And am I sorry for that? Cam was in front of us, and I was trying to keep pace with him in case a caution came out. That is 100% my fault. But I never made contact with Kyle, so what did I do wrong there? I don't think I've ever had anyone drive me like you did the first 30 laps of that race, but I guess we're just supposed to take it. What did I do to you that has you oh so upset? Well, one, you get mad at Blink the lap before and say it's too early for that. Then you go three wide. Too early, you say. And Mather was coming down. I was trying to get out of it without getting ran over. Then every time I tried to pass you, you'd cut across my nose. And the reason we weren't making any contact was because I lifted. If I couldn't hold my line while you was on my door, we would have wrecked multiple times. You say that riding on the door is all fine, but I think you have wrecked at Isaiah Gill and a few other people accidentally doing the same thing. It's no accident if you keep doing it time and time again. I ran door one time on lap eight. I was on your door once. I cleared up in front of you twice on exit that we were a little late. Wasn't running you all over the track for the first 30 laps like you were making it sound. And I actually haven't wrecked anybody other than Isaiah accidentally at RA. Definitely was entering slower than you were trying to save my stuff. You were driving in deeper than I was. I think I was doing that. Checking up on you on entry. That is not the case. This has been another exciting edition of the Logan and Cody Show Masterpiece Theater. Thank you to Blake Hensley and Josh, the conspiracy guy. <laughs> and that's all the time we have this week. Uh, before we leave, though, we're going to do our one of our favorite segments called What We Learned on the Show. Uh, Logan, you want to start off? What I learned this week is that Dakota's life has been turned upside down, and I'm just picturing him running around his room ripping posters off his wall like a teenage girl. Uh, Matt, the producer, what did you learn? I learned that I'm never taking financial advice from Stu ever again. How about Solid. you, Cody? Uh, I learned that SCSRA can go 130 laps caution-free at Kentucky, and I won. And Devin Pacino got 16 incident points. Somehow, when everyone else had a zero X. But anyway, well, as always, we want to thank all of you listeners out there. Hopefully this season goes as well as our last season. The response was overwhelming. That's why we brought the show back. We had a, a blast doing it. Um, it won't have as much video this time around. Uh, I think that's what kind of put the show on a hiatus the first time. It was just too much work on our part. But we will uh, try to bring back what we can. Um, let us know. Uh, reach out to our numerous social media accounts. We have a website, the Logan and Cody show.com. Uh, we have an AOL account that Stu set up for some odd reason. It's the Logan and Cody show at AOL.com. Um, but seriously, we want to thank all of the listeners. 
Uh, we want to thank Dakota Camper for putting on the Super Speedway Series, even though most of us were removed. We still appreciate it. When he came in last season and did the broadcasting, it was a huge help, and we're still all appreciative of it. Uh, we want to thank Dylan Redding for coming on the show. We want to thank Isaiah Gill for coming on the show. We want to thank Brian Nudie for making an appearance. And thank you to everyone who helps us put the show on, even you, Stu. I hate you and that new car you have. We will see you again in two weeks on the Logan and Cody show. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Yeah, that'd be highly entertaining. Who keeps texting me? It's him just playing the sound in this room. <laughs> yes, I like that. I might just pay the five ninety nine a month for the service that does it automatically. Yeah. Yeah, that show's going to really suck. Maybe throw in uh, Beer Ken. And then we're going to follow it up with five hours of conspiracy theories. Actually, that might be funny. And just hit him with it, like, live on the air. Like, I like it. We'll do it. Nah. <laughs> oh, you doing the radioactive? That shit was cold. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Larry Dickerson. Well, I think it's time for the Larry Report. Believe in stack. <laughs> Baristas in the background? Yeah. Like some dishes like clanging, that. maybe? Oh, he lives for this shit. Is there any way we can make this work? How much do we got to pay him? Well, don't go down that road yet. I don't want to pay anybody. We don't have to. I got a NASCAR license. <laughs> Damn it, Matt! You one f***ing job. <laughs> one f***ing job. No, we're not negative. That's what people like. We're positive. <laughs> He's probably going to be like everyone. Like, what the f*** is this guy's deal? <laughs> Who the f*** is this Larry guy? Wait, I finished 10th at 12 incident points. Oh, God. We'll change his voice. We'll put him behind one of them black screens so nobody can see him. <laughs> oh my god, dude, I couldn't control myself. Was was the phone ever gonna ring during that segment, or are we just gonna die and then the phone rings? Jesus. <laughs> this is terrible. You'll get a Taco Bell. Oh god. Whoa. Josh, you're not even reading the right words. <laughs> Sloppy seconds with Brian Nudie. Did I say this the show is gonna last three weeks? I give it two. <laughs>